Hello, welcome to the first ever episode of Beyond the Broomstick with me, your host, Matilda, the very unwitchy witch. And I am here to introduce my new podcast, to explain a little bit about myself, and hopefully so you get a better understanding of who I am and where I'm coming from before we jump into episodes of this podcast. For those of you that are stumbling across me just by chance, hello, welcome. Um, As I've said before, my name is Matilda and I am a professional psychic medium based here in Australia. I've been working for close to 20 years and I have decided to start this podcast just to take a little bit of the mystical away from the mystic side of spirituality. If you are joining me here from one of my social media platforms, thank you. Yes, my voice is slightly different. We will go into that later in this episode. But for now, I think I'd like to just tell you a little bit about my journey and how I got to where I am and what led me here. Because there's this misconception that you pop out of the womb having a chat with dead people. And that's not what happened with me. It's not what happens with many people. For many years, I worked with uh, government and different organizations as an economist and a communication specialist. I didn't set myself up to be a medium. It was in all honesty, a calling and what I was led towards. But I'll start right at the beginning. As many of you will already know, I grew up in the United Kingdom and my first experience with spirit happened when I was probably about five, maybe six years old. And I was in my grandmother's spare room along with, I'm not sure if it was cousins were there, but definitely my siblings. And I opened my eyes one night in the middle of the night and there was a man stood there and I wasn't scared and I don't know why I wasn't scared but he was stood at the end of my bed almost as if he was watching over all of us asleep and he looked at me and I looked at him and he literally put his finger to his lips as if telling me to shush. Now, he looked old, but what I perceived to be old at the grand old age of six, and he was in his 30s. Many, many years later, as a teen, I was at my cousin's house. I wasn't really aware of family dynamics or anything like that about that stage. But there was a photograph in the downstairs living room. And I asked my cousin very earnestly, who's this? And she said, well, that's my granddad. And I said, but I've seen him before. And she said, no, it's my granddad, not yours. So my grandmother had been married before and her first husband had died during the Second World War. And it was very apparent to me that this was the man that I had seen at my grandmother's house. Took me years to put the dots together. 
but I eventually did and I, I literally didn't tell anyone. When when it first happened and I was very small, I did tell my mum and my mum said that I was imagining it or dreaming it. And I told her the next day and she told me exactly the same. And I remember being really scared to go upstairs in this tiny two up two down house and being scared to get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom because this man will always be a shadow in that room. But as I got a little bit older and I realised that people would, would come to me or I would see things or hear things, it led to a lot of anxiety for me rather than peace and understanding. The more I tried to speak to my mum, the more I was told to be quiet. The more I tried to explain it, the more I was told that I was different and that I was making it up. Now, this doesn't come as something very different for my mother because my mum's family were Romani gypsies and my mother herself could make predictions that would happen. So it was nothing new to her, but she told me to keep it from my dad and my dad would never understand. And the more I tried to talk about it, the more I was told to be quiet. And my father, being a staunch Irish Catholic, didn't want to hear about it. And my mum told me that he would be really angry. So I kept it to myself. As I went through my teen years, I was very, very aware that I was able to pick up other people's emotions and I would think things and they would happen and I would see things in my head and it would happen. But I shut down that part of me from around 13 or 14 because I was so scared of other people's reaction to it and I was so different and made to feel so different that I didn't know what this was. There wasn't the openness about psychics. There wasn't the openness or information about mediums. And it really wasn't talked about in my home for obvious reasons. So my big awakening, the biggest time that I remember being the most psychic of my life was during the pregnancy of my eldest son and I've recently discussed this with someone else that said that they had a very similar situation. When I was about three months pregnant with my eldest son which is 27 years ago by the way, um, I went to sleep one day, I'd had a little bit of a nap in the afternoon as you do and I had a dream and this little boy popped up in this dream and said hello and gave me his name and said, I'm coming to be with you. And he had bright red hair and glasses and was about four or five years old. And from that day, I knew I was having a son. Didn't do any scans, didn't do any gender reveals. We wanted a surprise, but I knew I was having a son. And the image that came to me in that dream 
is now a photograph in my kitchen from when my eldest son was four years old and at kindergarten. And that's something that will really stick in my mind forever. My ability to sense spirit around me during my pregnancy, the random people that would pop up where I was a little bit more okay with it, a little bit more confident in what I was seeing and the feeling of protection that I had during my pregnancy made me really want to investigate things a little bit more but it still took a number of years before that happened. During my late 20s when I had my second child I was exhausted but I started visiting psychics and mediums because I wanted to know I wanted to know what they saw I wanted to know that I was normal and everyone that was real the first thing they would say to me is you can do what I'm doing I was told so many times that I could do what they were doing now a lot of people say all psychics say that to you no only the real ones will and they say it to very few I have probably said it to a dozen people over the years when I really sense something. I can always sense healers, I can always sense intuitives, but real, true mediums, they are rare. Mediumship is something you are born with. You can hone in psychic ability, you can work on your intuitive side, but you cannot be a medium unless it is something you are born with. All mediums are psychic, not all psychics are mediums. That's something that I really want to make clear. Anyway, during my journey, I was going through a stage of getting readings, seeing how people did this, watching how people did it, as well as really getting to know my own spirit guides and listening to them. Learning how to interpret the messages I was given And we will go into that a little bit later on how I get my messages. But learning that was really important. So during my late 30s and in, sorry, late 20s and into my 30s, it was all about learning. I did connect with who became my mentor, Aileen, who is a wonderful lady in Northern England. And the first thing she said to me is, I need to give you a crystal ball and you will be working with spirit. It was still a number of years before I started to work professionally because she taught me the ethical side. She taught me how to relay messages. She taught me how to translate information. And she taught me above everything else, kindness in the delivery of messages. And that's something that's really important. And I do feel is very lacking with a majority of the readers that work on social media. So even though I have this had this ability, I continued to work in my day job for many years. I was always reading on the side and all of my clients came word of mouth and I don't like to gloat and I will never name drop, but I have some very significant clients that I work with. They all found me through word of mouth and I've never advertised. And I have found that fantastic. 
I could work every day if that's what I wanted, but I was continuing down a different career at the time and working evenings or weekends as a medium. And a number of years ago, I decided to take the leap and become a full-time medium. Now, it's not as easy as you think. There is a lot of paperwork. You're still running a business. And I had to work out how I was going to take bookings. And I didn't want to be on social media because I don't trust booking a mediumship reading or a psychic medium when someone has access to your social media. So I was steering clear of that. And once I'd made that jump, I realized that within about a month of me giving up my full-time work, I was pretty booked out to the point of four days a week. So for me, I will only do four days a week at a max five, but very, very rarely, and around three or four hours a day, because what I do is exhausting. The energy you expel is quite exhausting. So I jumped into that and I was quite happy with it. I had no intention of taking to social media, but I I joined TikTok um, around Christmas in 2022, not as a creator in any form, but as I'm scrolling through and coming across mediums and people calling themselves mediums, I really didn't enjoy what I was watching. And in February 2023, I saw the worst of society, the saddest things that I've ever seen in my life. And it was around the disappearance of Nicola Bully in the United Kingdom. And if anyone remembers her her disappearance, she went for a walk on her own with a dog um, and she didn't come home. That's that's the, the top and bottom of the story. There was a lot of CCTV and what followed was a social media, media annihilation on the armchair detectives. But not only that, there were so-called tarot readers and medium readers using spirit boxes saying they were talking to her. Her body hadn't even been found by then. They were claiming that her husband or partner had something to do with it. They were claiming that her children had been made aware of it and told to be quiet. They were making horrific claims that I was disgusted by. My stomach felt in such a mess because I was watching these people say words that her family at some point would be coming across. I had been given information about Nicola Bully's disappearance, but it's not something that I would ever have made public during her missing period. And I would never have reached out to her family with information because they have to come to me if that's what they want. Now, I did, and and it's on social media, I predicted the day her body was found. Um, And I didn't say anything at the time but I knew that she had drowned and it was an accident but it was caused by a form of medical incident whether it was dizziness or whatever that is what my spirit guides had shown me that is what showed up in the coroner's case but these mediums 
were con- even after her body was found, even after the coronial inquest, they were saying, no, I was right, the, the government are wrong, they're lying, the government are doing this. And it's just despicable. And it is really against the oath that we take as mediums. So I was compelled to go onto social media, onto TikTok, because I wanted to have my say, not about the Nicola Bully case, but to pull apart these fake psychic mediums, the ones pretending to find missing people, the ones saying that they were talking to her through a spirit box and she was saying her husband hurt her, the ones that were causing damage to not only the reputation of psychic mediums, but to the family involved. So I set up my social media. I didn't want to show my face because to be perfectly honest with you, I went on there expecting to be told to get lost and I had no place being on there. But so I used a cartoon character and a voice that went with the cartoon character. And people liked what I had to say. My honesty and the way that I try and educate people, they have enjoyed that information. And I have taken it recently to TikTok and said, do you want me to start making videos with my real face? And 99% of everyone came back and said, well, no, we're used to the cartoon now. Can you keep it? So my face is out there. My face is on my social media but I will not be taking making videos in my real face. I'll probably do them on YouTube. But to be honest with you, it's really nice not having to put makeup on and worrying worry about the lighting and am I stood at the right angle and is my double chin showing. I just show up, press record and I'm off. So you probably get more from me as a cartoon character than you would as me in real life. Not that I'm worried about how I look because spirituality isn't about that. But I did really want to protect my my persona, my face, um, who I am, because I was still dabbling in work with the government and I have some high profile clients. So I really just wanted to protect who I was. But that's out there now. And I will start showing up a little bit more authentically next year or this year, so to speak, um, as we move forward. So that is my story so far. And it's not very exciting. It's very ordinary because I am just an ordinary person who has the ability to talk to dead people. One of the things that I want to get people to understand a little bit more is expect more from your medium expect more from your psychic i watch time and time again people on live that will this is this is not everyone this is a percentage of people that will not qualify or validate anything through a reading and we'll just say here I've got your mother here and she liked to sit on your bed and she liked to pat you to sleep or something really benign like that expect more expect them to validate as I always say to all of my clients you have the first five minutes of this reading to decide whether we have a connection or not and if either of us find we don't have a connection for whatever reason I'm either going to refund you or 
I'm going to reschedule you if you would like to try again. And it's not that hard to do. It's common decency and it should be part of our ethical code. So where to from now? I'm really hoping that this podcast is going to talk about topics that you want to be to talk about. Now, I know that I'm known on social media for making predictions and for unearthing stuff and for telling you what I see coming up. Now, that's fine. We will be including some of that. And those deep dives and the juicy stuff that I can't cover on TikTok or cover on social media because of the snowflakes, I will be taking to Patreon because as a very wise woman by the name of Laurie said, if you're going to troll me, you're going to pay me, but it won't be extortionate. It will just give me an opportunity to release podcasts that are going to touch on subjects that are going to be a a little bit more of a deep dive information that you would be interested in. So as we move forward over the next coming weeks, I'm going to talk about some events I see coming up. I'm going to talk about some predictions and I'm going to talk about the reality of working as a medium and what you should expect from readings. But everything else I'm going to put over to you. You can email me at matilda at mediummatilda.com with your ideas for subject matters. And I'm talking about spiritual subject matters, not predictions or looking into people that is going to be saved for um, a different podcast but spirituality information you'd like looked at things you'd like the light thrown on or unearthed please let me know I've mentioned patreon and you can find me over there at the real medium Matilda where there will be extra podcasts and newsletters and more information And meantime, you can find me on TikTok at The Real Medium Matilda. So I hope you've enjoyed this first episode. Be gentle with me. It's my first time and I will see you next time. Take care. (laughs) 